Aaron's Radio Show. Very nice, very music, very cool. I like it. Coming to you almost live from Berkeley, California. It's Aaron's Radio Show, the podcast, with your host Aaron Gobbler. Thanks, Jake, and welcome everybody to episode twenty-three. You're listening to the podcast version of my three songs, a show where my guest provides three selections, and we talk about why those songs are meaningful to them. The podcast version features full interviews, but includes no licensed music. To enjoy the original version with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream every episode. If you wish to be a guest on the show, please complete the short survey on the My Three Songs page on our website. Now here's the show. Welcome to My Three Songs, where I play three special songs chosen by my guest, and we talk about why they chose each song. Today, my guest is Mark Jones, a longtime business colleague who has become a really good friend. Mark's a guitarist in his spare time, and he and I share a love of the ukulele. We both enjoy talking about music, and I'm sure our conversation today will be a lot of fun. How are you today, Mark? I am uh, I am well. I am in, enjoying the rain here in Northern California. And I personally uh, like weather. I don't like just sunny day, day after day after day. I like clouds and rain and mist and so forth. I, I, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good today. Nice. And I understand that your power is out right now. Is that correct? Our power is out. I'm sure it will come back momentarily. But if not, we have provisions for at least several days. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Good. Okay. Well, uh, well, I do appreciate you improvising. Uh, you somehow are using like a, like a 1995 era Nokia phone to talk to me. Is yeah. that correct? Okay. okay. I they, think that's right. Yeah. The sound is, is remarkable. So I do appreciate you um, you kind of winging it with that. So, so Mark, it's really great having you on as a guest. And I do appreciate you um, putting together your list for the show. So before we get started, can you tell me something about how music fits into your life? Like, is it a key part of your normal day or is it mostly in the background? Music is not uh, a bigger or lesser part of my day than most people, but it feels like it wants to be a bigger part. It seems like in my youth, music was more uh, accessible or part of my daily routine. And now it seems like in order to avail myself of music, I have to work harder at it. It used to be you just turned on the radio and you listened to your favorite station and it played the music that you liked. And now it's different. With the general complications of getting older and having responsibilities and so forth, music maybe fades into the background a little bit more. It still generates a substantial amount of enthusiasm for me. And I feel like in the last few years, I'm more interested in music than I was during the prior 10 years, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So you described like when you were younger, uh, and you and I are, are roughly the same generation. I can I can totally understand what you're saying in terms of uh, of just turning on the radio because the only other choice you had was a record or cassette tape or or even an eight track that you could play. Mm-hmm. But it was more common to switch on the radio and and to hear the music that you liked. And there's something magical about that. There's something also magical about the technology of just being able to go on your smartphone, being able just to pick a song that you want and just hear it at the moment or, hey, Siri, you know, play this particular song. So it's different. You had the randomness of just hearing a song on your radio station that you liked versus actually saying, I want to hear, you know, whatever song and have it just played for you. Yeah. 
the difference is, is that we all may have one or two songs or three or four songs that are earworms in our brain that we just, at, at the current moment, we like. But when, when you first invited me to do this, I thought to myself, yeah, okay, I, I got this. And then I thought to myself, well, I went to my record collection that we were talking about earlier, and I just did a quick sort of visual math of, okay, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever number. Of, of crates of records sitting there. So I, I figured that I had six or 700 records and each one has, you know, 10 songs on them. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about 6,000 songs <laughs> and you're going to pick three. I mean, how, how is that possible? You just, you can't do it. Yeah. And, and the, and the beauty of radio of, of at least old fashioned radio was that it was curated and you didn't have to. Uh-huh. And so there's this yin and yang that's going on between, well, I don't have to, I, I have complete freedom to choose whatever I want versus somebody else is choosing for me. Right. And the fact of the matter is, is on any given night, I might choose that I would be happy for you to choose for me because mm -hmm. I, I, I know my, you know, last five songs that I've listened to, but there's 6,000 songs in my yeah. record collection that at any given time I might want to listen to. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's a struggle to decide how to enjoy music these days. There's a Devo song from back in the 80s, um, maybe even late 70s, called Freedom of Choice, where they say, freedom of choice is what you got. Freedom from choice is what you want. So I don't know if that oh, applies here. Oh, interesting. I have to listen to that. I know <laughs> Devo. Uh, and that sounds like freedom of choice. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. So it does kind of seem poignant. Now, you said a moment ago that in the last 10 years or so, that music has changed what its meaning in your life or it fits in your life differently. Yeah. I think it was just that I realized that I had been away from music for a long time. What I realized that when I was younger, music just fit into my life much easier, whereas it seems like nowadays I have to work at it more and again, it just comes down to whether I'm curating it or somebody else is curating it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yes. And and so the experience of picking the three songs today was certainly a, something to curate, right? Because like you were saying, you had 7,000 potential songs, maybe, and right. uh, and you had to curate it down to down to three. Was there something poignant from just that experience of, of having to pick the three songs? Yeah, I think it was it was reminding me of how important music was in my life, mm -hmm. or is in my life, or has been in my life. You know, right. it, 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 at various points along the way, and uh, and so my I think my original intent was okay. I got to pick my three favorite songs, but that's impossible. So I thought, well, I could pick three songs that are hugely meaningful to mm -hmm. me. And I thought, well, that's almost impossible too. Mm -hmm. But I chose sure. rather than to pick individual songs, I picked individual eras and said, this was a record album that I was listening to in a particular era. Mm -hmm. And this is a song that I chose off of that record mm -hmm. just to represent that. Yeah, but it was it, the song in and of itself is not necessarily critical. It's more the album and the the era as yeah. that I was listening to. Yeah. yeah, but just one of the songs from an album that was you know uh, very um, important to you 
will trigger the same thing as another song from that album. And I like your selections. They uh, were two songs that I had not heard before, all by artists I'm aware of. But um, let me list the songs uh, for our listeners. Longer Boats by Yusuf Cat Stevens, which is from 1970. Souvenirs by John Prine. And I believe that's from a re-recording uh, of that song in 2000. And You Send Me by Sam Cooke from 1957. And I, I'm very familiar with the You Send Me. I had listened to Cat Stevens' album before, but I don't remember this particular song. And I uh, certainly enjoy listening to Souvenirs, which I've played, listened to it several times now and listened listen to some live performances of it too, uh, since you added it to your list. So I'm eager to, to play yeah. it again here. Yeah, so I'm eager for both of us to listen to these songs. And I'm really interested in knowing why, uh, you know, why each of them or why their albums that they're on or that time period uh, was meaningful to you. Uh, first, let's take a listen to Longer Boats by Yusuf Cat Stevens. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Now, Mark, as I mentioned before, I only know a few songs by Yusuf Cat Stevens, and um, I think they're all from the T for the Tillerman album, which is which this song is on. And I'm guessing anyone over 40 has heard his hit, uh, Wild World, from that album. So why did you choose to include this song in your list? So as I thought to myself about how to pick songs, I thought, to myself, well, I can pick songs individually that have meaning to me, or I can pick songs that maybe represent something greater. And uh, it turns out that T for the Tillerman was the very first album that I purchased. I want to say I was 12 or 13, uh, and I loved the album. It was, I don't know how I chose that album of all the albums that one could mm -hmm. pick when you were 12 or 13 going into a record store, but that's the one that I chose. Uh, and when I thought to myself, well, how do I pick a song? I thought, well, T for the Tillerman. And I pulled up T for the Tillerman on my Apple iTunes, as opposed to trying to drag it out of my record collection mm -hmm. and put it on my record player. And I thought to myself, I don't even know what songs are on T for okay. the Tillerman, <laughs> but it just has a special place in my heart. And that song it's the kind of song that when I was 12 or 13, I would have enjoyed because it has just a certain harmony, a certain richness, a certain, you know, something that I would have, I, I can imagine when I was that age, I would have really enjoyed. Is there something about this song that has inspired you in your own music uh, playing and your guitar and other instruments? No, I, I, to be honest, although there's another song on that album called uh, Father and Son, mm -hmm. I think is what it's called. I've been thinking about learning that song uh, on the guitar because I think uh, when you're learning to play guitar late in life and you, you have stubby fingers mm -hmm. and hands, you, you gravitate towards songs that are relatively mm -hmm. easy, simple, or in terms of their structure. Sure. Uh, Father and Son uh, was one that I thought about uh -huh. learning, but uh, uh, it was just this, this represented the beginning as opposed to the middle mm -hmm. or the end. And as you're saying this about the guitar... 
I'm uh, I'm just thinking about the uh, the song Souvenirs, which I mentioned a little earlier that um, I had been watching a couple of videos of John Prine performing this, and he is um, just a, an incredible guitarist. And not only that, he's, his rapport with his audience uh, was really great. He's um, very comfortable in front of the audience and was cracking lots of jokes. And, and, and it was just so much fun just watching that part and his performance. And Souvenirs represents a more recent aspect of my musical life in which I chose at a relatively older age to tackle learning to play guitar and it just was happenstance that I heard an interview on the radio with uh, John Prine. I heard him speak and talk about his life before I heard anything that he played and then uh, and then he played a song from an album that he just released within the last three years. And I thought to myself, how is it that I have been alive 60 years and I've never mm-hmm. heard this person? And so I thought it was sort of fate that I had listened to this person on a radio show and heard his music and got to experience his music and realized that this is a guy who's been on the planet for 70 plus years and has done some really great things and I'd never heard. Him. So I thought I was kind of thankful for that. Yeah, so let's take a moment to listen to the song, and then I want to hear some more comments from you about the song and John Prine on the other side. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Mark, that's really a beautiful song. As I mentioned earlier, I don't really know too many uh, John Prine songs, but if you mentioned his name to me, I would immediately associate it with um, Angel from Montgomery, which which is a song that Bonnie Raitt um, and some others have covered. I'm a huge Bonnie Raitt fan, so that's the only song yeah. I can identify by him. But I really, really enjoy the song. He, yeah, he, he's a gem. Mm-hmm. He's just a gem. What I related to with John Prime, which was uh, helpful for me later in life, was how how one could communicate with music in a way that was approachable Mm -hmm. to the average person. And there was something about him that really struck me. Yeah, sometimes it takes more work or talent to make something simple so beautiful instead of like, you know, huge wall of sounds, just the simplicity of the song. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And as as I'm seeking to learn to play the guitar, my approach is to sort of ask myself, could I just play this song around the campfire? Uh Uh-huh. And and John Prine played his songs around the campfire, and that was kind of nice. I realize the song is primarily picking, and as opposed to strumming, I find that rather daunting, just on a ukulele. <laughs> yes, the old picking versus strumming. I can't go there, because I'm <laughs> stuck in the middle of thinking that I should learn to pick, but I can't, <laughs> yeah. or something, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. But he he was a he was a simple picker. He only picked uh-huh. with his thumb and his forefinger or something. Uh-huh. So he okay. was not a he was not a particularly technical guitar player. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's and that is that sort of enhances the experiences is that you can sort of imagine yourself that I might actually be able to play uh, something by him in a way that he would be okay with. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I occasionally record music and send it to innocent bystanders. I sent a Guy Clark song to a good friend of mine, Dave, and uh, I sent him a song that I had recorded just on my iPhone. It's an old Guy Clark song called Old Friends. 
And he sent me a note back saying, I liked it so much, I added it to my iTunes so that oh, I could okay. listen to it on my morning walks. Nice. And the reason I brought that up was because there are a number of people in my life who have encouraged me with music, you being one. Um, okay. And Dave is somebody who has encouraged me with music in a profound way. So when John Prine died in March of 2020, I think, uh, there's a great song online that you can access called, um, um, anyway, it was one of the last songs that John Prine recorded, and he recorded it in his house in Ireland. And it's a beautiful song. What was interesting was my friend Dave, about six months after he died, he sent me a note and he said, you could do this song proud. And I thought that was really nice of him to say. Yeah, that's so. really, uh, yeah, to have someone say, well, I'm putting, I'm putting your version of the song on my, on my music playlist. That's, uh, yeah. that's quite an honor. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. So the last song on your list is You Send Me by Sam Cooke. So that's definitely a different era. That's from 1957. And I always enjoy listening to the song and listening to Sam Cooke. So let's give that a listen, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Mark, I've known this song for most of my life, and um, as I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of Sam Cooke. Uh, this was his first hit, and I'm pretty certain it was his most famous. And I think when I first started trying to learn guitar 20 years ago, I may have been practicing the, the song because it's one of those songs that has like this, pretty much the same four chords just repeated over and over again. What inspired you to include this song on your list? In the spirit of beginning, middle, and end, Sam Cooke actually represented the middle, which was when I got married at Cal Berkeley in the faculty glade. And You Send Me was our first song at our wedding. Nice. It was not a particularly special first song. It was just a nice song that, I, that we both sort of thought, I don't know, that feels right for a first song at a wedding. And then years later, uh, when my son got married, I decided uh, against my better judgment that I would sing a song at his wedding. Okay. I had been to a number of weddings in which people had sang uh, spontaneously, and I thought that it added a certain personal touch. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I would love to sing a song at my son's wedding, but uh, how do I do that? And he was getting married in Hawaii, and so I ended up buying a ukulele and bringing it to <laughs> Okay. I can't believe I'm even saying this. Yeah, I bought a ukulele and brought it to my son's wedding in Hawaii, and I sang You Send Me. Yeah, I packed it on the airplane, and uh, and I, I packed it into the uh, reception, and when, when Andrew's uh, wife, McKenna, saw me with the ukulele, she kind of looked at me kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I said, well, with your permission... I, I would like to sing a song. And she said, okay, I can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any regrets from anybody? The interesting thing is, it is purported that somebody took video, but I have never seen it. So I have never witnessed this <laughs> live okay. event. Yeah. The only uh, feedback that I got uh, was from my daughter, Emma, who was there. I asked her afterwards, I said, so did I do okay? Did I make a fool of myself? 
And she said to me, she said, well, I have to admit that I cried. Oh, so, so you were authentic. So, yes, I was yes. exactly. I was, <laughs> I was not necessarily good, but I was authentic. Well, <laughs> authenticity is underrated sometimes. Yeah. And that's, right. that's so much more important than just right. yeah, putting on airs or, or, or trying to be perfect. It's such a personal thing, and it's a kind of gift that you were offering. Yeah. That's yeah. very sweet. I think yeah. that, was, yeah. that was my goal, was just to say, yeah. hey, I, I want to say, um, I, I want to offer you my support and my gift. And, 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 I, and I think that um, I've learned from several of my longtime friends that when you go to an event of one sort or another, that you should participate. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just sort of hang back and, and be entertained, but it, but you should be willing to sort of say, hey, there are times when we all are participants in making an event something special. And that was my goal. Yeah. And and it's those more unique elements that can make an event more memorable. That's right. That's right. And it was fun. That's so unique that people who are there, that's something that they're going to remember the rest of their lives. Well, thank you for that story. That's really, that's very yeah. sweet, very um, personal and poignant and, uh, and really just a wonderful story. Um, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to share about your selections that I uh, hadn't asked you about or that popped into your mind as we were uh, recording the show? I feel pretty strongly that there are just, there's such a variety and that I think one of the things that, that I like about music is that it, there is such a variety I briefly toyed with the idea of putting on a uh, Herbie Hancock piece. I think uh, I sent you. Yeah. And the reason that I was going to choose that was was something completely different, which was that I heard that song for the first time when I was about 16. And I, I don't know if I would go into the details of, <laughs> of, of how I heard it, but th- th- it was all very innocent. It was more that, um, I knew somebody who had relatively wealthy parents and he was able to go down to tower records pretty much every week and just buy records. Mm, okay. And, and I, I had to save my dimes to buy the records that I wanted to buy. And I remember being over at their house, uh, one week and he had just come back from tower records and he put on this album, uh, Herbie Hancock's, uh, watermelon man i had never heard anything like it and i thought it was weird but there was something about it that here we are 50 years later and when thinking about picking out a song that crept into my brain uh-huh. and i thought that was really interesting that that song crept into my brain and i think part of it was that that's that occurrence um, taught me that there's just so many different kinds of music in the world. They all have their place. And best thing you can do is not close your mind off to any of it. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. um, so. it, the, the visual I'm getting in my mind is that it's a box of little memorabilia that you kind of collect. And when you move from one place to another, you still kind of keep this box or this collection of things. And then one day you're going through it and, and you start taking things out. So it's almost yeah. like you were trying to take things out here in your mind and your, memor- your music memorabilia in your brain and that this song kind of popped up and you started exploring it again. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 And, and, and so 
I would say I would like to thank you for this idea because you get people uh, thinking about things that are are worthy, and I and I think you should be. Uh, we should. We should clap our hands. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're the first. You're the first guest who's who's actually introduced applause into the show. So, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, I hope I'm. I hope I'm not the last. I look forward to these conversations. I always have a good feeling whenever I'm finished recording uh, an episode, not just because it's another episode that I finished, but because I I really uh, enjoy establishing rapport and kind of exploring songs with with others and 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 telling stories and and such. So. Yeah, yeah. Music is a great format yeah. to do that with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely a great mechanism. But I had a lot of fun today, and I really do appreciate you uh, taking the time today to be on the show. Yeah, I did too. And uh, I hope the power outage didn't uh, muck with things too much. But it's still it's still off. So it could be we could be here a week from now. And, yeah, and I'll be calling you up saying. Aaron, do you have any milk? I need some milk. <laughs> well, well, I I hope by the time this show is edited and released that you have power, and at least somewhere to charge your phone so you could listen to the show on your phone. That's right. So thanks again, Mark. And I want to say to my listeners, if you want to be part of the show, start by going to our website, aaronsradio.show, and clicking on the My Three Songs button on the homepage. You can also sign up for our mailing list so you'll know immediately when a new episode is available. And I think, Mark, you're on the mailing list. I keep hitting the unsubscribe button. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did, did you just get me off of this, please? I get too many emails. Only, only one person has unsubscribed so far, so I think I'm doing okay. So until next time, keep your ears and mind open and let more music into your world. You're listening to Aaron's Radio Show.